What's the big brew? <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Master yeah. Marcus Zill. <laughs> we got a real treat. Couple of brothers, Julian and Tristan Strobel. From Noblesville, Indiana. Where do you guys go to school? Why don't we start? So, why don't we start with you, Tristan? So, we're both biochemistry majors in our so third year, junior year, and we go to Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. We uh, we live in Fishers, which is 20 minutes northeast of Indianapolis, but we attend Christ Lutheran Church in Noblesville. Then, wanted to talk to you about Mercy Medical Teams and your experience because you guys mm-hmm. went on one of these. How did you how did you get involved in doing this? Well, about two years ago, we had zero idea that Mercy Medical existed and had zero experience with it at all. But I suppose that we have our older sister to thank for it. Um, I don't know how she found out about it. But uh, basically, two years ago, she comes up to us and says, Hey, Julian and Tristan, why don't you go on this trip with me? So then we looked into it. After a bit of debate, we ended up applying, all three of us. But it turns out that we had applied a few months too late because... Of course, the trip planners want some. Apparently, they need to schedule flights before you can leave, and we didn't know that. You know, it's crazy how that works. <laughs> oh, before I continue, here's a tip. Don't arrive at the airport an hour before an international flight no, leaves. Oh, that yeah. lady was so upset with us. She almost didn't let us fly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, your anyway, sister so... got you into this, but then the timing and whatnot kind of changed a little bit? Right. So our sister said, all right, Tristan and Julian, we're going to go on this. So we applied that year. We didn't get in. Our information was in the system, so to speak. So the next year we were invited then to come on the Tanzania trip because they were looking for additional volunteers to fill out the allotted slots. So we said, fine, we'll do it this year. Um, Sent in our application, got our background checks done, no felonies or anything. No, no, none that they found anyways. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so we just have good lawyers i guess just kidding everyone go ahead so submitted that um conducted an interview then with aaron uh and that would be the lovely and angelic voiced aaron alter who is the head of the short-term mission teams in st louis exactly so we got to speak on the phone with her then conducted a phone interview had to get a couple letters of recommendation from various people and then submitted an application more or less just asking, are you comfortable? Because the Mercy Medical Team, you're obviously going to a foreign country, normally one that you're not familiar with, which was the case for Julie and I. We went to Tanzania. So it's asking you, are you familiar to be in a situation that's a bit ambiguous, so to speak? So as long as you demonstrate an interest in trying new things and being able to adapt to different environments that's what they were looking for i presume so apparently we answered all the right questions because then we were offered a position you sign a agreement saying yes we agree to go on this and then once you have secured your funding off we went so that's kind of the path we went on to go over there then last year but your sister didn't go with you no our sister did you (laughs) was Um, was that her plan all along 
or did it just well, it just didn't work out timing wise anymore? We certainly hope that wasn't the plan. But <laughs> so our sister is two years ahead of us in school. So we were sophomores by the time we got in. So that means she was a senior in college, and she had applied to dental school and was busy with all of that. So then she decided that she didn't have the time, and then Tristan and I went ahead. And it's kind of obvious at this point. You guys are you guys are brothers, but you're also twins. Brothers and twins. So so, so the question, one of the questions I was going to ask you originally was, um, so did you know each other in advance? Well, you guys knew each other in the womb. There aren't many people that can say that. <laughs> yes, yeah, quite which, intimate knowledge. Yes, yes. Which which one of you was first? So. The person who's speaking now, Tristan, I came out first by okay. 17 whole minutes, so that's a mark of distinction I hold. Okay, and you guys obviously get along well, so I'm sure that that was a nice opportunity for you to go to a foreign place. Um, you've never been completely new things and have somebody with you that uh, you obviously feel very comfortable with. Right. So you go to Tanzania. How long of a trip was this, and how many people went along with you? What was kind of the makeup of the group? So staying there was a 10-day trip, but then including flights, I think it was – So the, the, so it's like both weekends and then the full week in between, and that's more or less with travel time incorporated as well. So I think that was about a 10-day 10, 10 trip then. Okay. So, yeah, this is a short-term mission trip, so it wasn't like we were stationed there for months. But, yeah, it, it was a very enjoyable time. And then we went with how many people? Did About we six others, not including the trip leaders. So um, let's yeah, see. so it was seven other people, none of which we had known. So that was and where were they all from? Experience. What were background? What were their backgrounds? So um, I have yeah. So the trip leader was actually a resident nurse from Colorado. Her name was Kimberly Petmiller. Her name is Kimberly. <laughs> yeah. Kimberly is still alive. She still has <laughs> the same name, everyone. That's fantastic news. Yes, my apologies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like your humor, guys. This is great. <laughs> but it was very it was very enjoyable working with her. And Kimberly, I think, has done... She probably goes on these eight. once or twice a year. So she just vast experience. Um, so I guess... From the two of us, we'd like to thank her also because that went smooth or seamless. So just her experience really helped that go well. So another member of the team was then Jamie Lintinki, um, who was in, where was she, in the Dominican, I think? Yeah, she was, or she is a missionary in the Dominican Republic. Uh -huh. So she had already, well, she has had experience starting new churches, supporting churches over there. So I've and actually I met her can... before. She's great. Yeah, <clears throat> she and she also it. has a medical background, I sure. think. What did you guys do while you were there, and what did others do? What was kind of the on-the-ground work? So once you get there, you're on right. the ground. What, what is it that you were doing? So that first day, since this is a – so it's the Mercy Medical Trip, so it's clearly medically related. So the first day we had to set up shop, so to speak. Um, so it's rural Tanzania. We were – quite literally out in a cornfield so we had to set up some tents get a bunch of chairs and there was a house that was kindly lent to us by one of the locals there which was then set up as the field hospital more or less uh -huh. uh, so, so that had to all be cleaned then the different room designations had to be made so saying this is the waiting room this is where the patients first go to meet the doctor to get their 
physical more or less and to get um, diagnosed. And then there was a room that we had made the pharmacy. So we had to lug a bunch of medical supplies into that as well. Sure. So that, that really took up that first whole day getting that all set up. And then, um, so the medical tasks were also allotted to each of us. So obviously, since we haven't actually completed our medical education, um, we had doctors there, so we couldn't be doing that job, actually prescribing the medication. Sure. So uh, what Tristan and I were doing most of the time was taking blood pressure, temperature readings, and so forth. So we were very skilled by the end of taking blood pressures. Now, did you have the... did you have any background in that, or did they kind of give you the the quick here's how you do it? So. Anyone and everyone is, of course, welcome to go on these. So a requirement is certainly not that you need medical experience. Um, we just happened to have just completed our EMT training prior to going. Oh, so both of us are licensed EMTs then. Did it help over there? I mean, anyone can operate a blood pressure cuff. And so we had one of those blood pulse oximetry devices anyone can slide that on anyone's finger the hard part is clearly making the infants not cry they were just terrified of those things oh, although sure. it does nothing to you um but in the application and when we were there it's stressed medical expertise is not required it doesn't matter if you have any or not um and it's not like we were relying on it and giving people cpr all the time but if, yeah, but it had it, to set you at ease to feel like you had some minimal basic training. It did. It did. But, um, well, once again, Kimberly, registered nurse, then one of the other students who went with us, her name is Tess. She was also a nursing student. Her friend, Maddie, was also has some science background. So, I mean, it's not like we were all just incompetent and clueless about those things. But even if we had it, it would have been no issue. So you had another student on. Are, do they normally get a lot of students to go on them? Well, I can't say that we're completely sure. I I would probably say that it's about expected, especially since, I, I don't know, I guess young people like to get outside of their comfort zone. So adventurous. Yeah, be a little bit adventurous. Sure. No, I, and I think it's a great opportunity. You, you guys had a chance to, you guys went and did something that, served Christ, served the church, got to open your eyes a little bit, and I want to ask you about that. What was uh, surprising and what was difficult about just kind of being in that environment? Uh, so before we went, the, the team leaders, they sent us some reading to go through just so that we could get an idea of what the culture was like over there and what would be expected. Basically, the information that we had gathered before we arrived was that uh, the, the customs are completely different. There's much more reliance upon family and friendships than over here transactions are more valued and so you say you're going to do something in exchange for something else and over there <clears throat> families expected to take care of each other much more mm -hmm. that was a bit different to hear at first but i mean once we got over there they're people as well right so you can talk to them it's not as bad as sometimes you make it out in your mind to be did you have any you have... did you have any language barriers i mean naturally we were working with indigenous locals who were not able to speak English, but the Tanzania team over there, so the Lutheran church more or less over there, we had a bishop and several other local pastors who were working us with us who had been educated at the seminary. They're all fluent and speak English very well. Um, so the language barrier was not an issue at all, unless you were trying to make 
conversation with a local um, that extended beyond asking, you know, how long have you been having this medical issue or how many months have you been pregnant? Things like that. But that was part of the intrigue, I guess, that excited us. And I think it should excite most people. You're going into places where it's not the environment you're familiar with, but that's it causes growth or it sparks growth in people. And both of us experienced that as well. Did you get to go to church over there? Yeah, we did. So uh, when Tristan was telling you before about where we had set up the field clinic, so that was no more than at least 50 50 yards away from, the church wasn't any more than 50 yards away from that house where we had set it up. So um, during the week, we would visit the church every day, and then both Sundays that we we were there, we would go to service. And then we got to see what their church was like over there. So, we, yeah, we experienced the, the Lutheran way, I guess, over in Tanzania. Um, so all the, the pastors and the bishops had been educated in the seminary over there, and they, they work in close coordination with them, the American Lutheran Church. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, very – and I mean that sincerely. It was very interesting to see their service. For instance, obviously no organ accompaniment or anything like that. So it was just purely vocal, like – some woman would start singing the melody in the back of the church and then everyone knew more or less the songs by heart in Swahili then. Sure. But Swahili was perfect because we were handed songbooks, but it's a very, very phonetic language. So like when you're probably two years old or something, learning your first sounds, that's what Swahili is. You can make all those sounds. They're very American sounds, just in different combinations. So we were just reading off of the hymnal book basically making noises but it was perfect <laughs> that's what everyone else is saying well, it's, it least... sounds like it's an english is like the hardest language to learn we just don't realize it because we grew up with it yeah because you have your your eyes before ease and sometimes things are silent not so with swahili everything is precisely how you read it so it's so easy but we didn't know what it meant now what was uh, was there anything difficult over there anything that you encountered that was like oh man i didn't expect this um well coming obviously coming from america and then a fairly wealthy part of the world um and with our brief experience in the medical field it was very different we saw people who had been languishing with injuries for years coming in expecting basic treatment to solve their issues or like let's say we had we had diabetics come in as well um who had never been taking any medication and then just the the understanding was not there that one visit to the physician would cure them of their ailments or anything like that. Or we had someone come in with a more or less festering ankle wound um, that could have easily been treated with some antibiotics and a bandage, really. But if you let it if you let it go sore for a couple of weeks or a couple of months before they come in, um, it creates a much larger problem. That was a that was a large problem that we saw over there. Just the lack of understanding of basic healthcare upkeep, more or less, um, was not present. And that was very difficult to see also because you see genuine suffering in these people that could have been alleviated. Um, but that's why we were there also. So we brought real joy to most of those people because we were making them healthy and, and they got to enjoy our company and more importantly, we got to enjoy theirs. So what was it like coming back um, re-entry back into normal life. 
Um, I know when I came back in Sierra Leone from Sierra Leone, I almost felt guilty for a while. I got over it about how much I had and how little the people that I worked with had. I mean, when I left Sierra Leone, I I did I took I took like twelve books over with me. I didn't bring any books back. I just left them here. Here's my hymnal. Take whatever you what. Um, whatever you can use, I can get more very easily. This is not a big deal. What was it like coming back and kind of getting back? How did this experience change you and in what ways? And how was it like coming back into the States after that? So I can't say that we experienced the same feelings that you did or that maybe other people do after coming back. I would say it was a relatively normal transition. Of course, we missed the place. It was a lot of fun. And it was important work, too, that we were doing. And we had met some really good people. But I don't know. I guess for us, maybe it's the way we've been raised. But, you know, it's a fact of life that people lead different lives. And sometimes you have more opportunities than others. And then you kind of go back to your thing. But we certainly never stopped thinking about it. Um, that may also have been because of the the environment in which we were. So we were... In, so it was Moshi Town in which we were staying then, and um, I forget the name of the village, but the village was maybe 20, 30 minutes by bus then outside of. So it wasn't like we were in the poorest part of Africa, so to speak. Nonetheless, obviously, the suffering was still tangible, tangible and real, but most importantly, what you realize, regardless, first world country, third world, or like you were saying, fourth world, um, the human... The humans, the interactions they lead and their experiences are fairly similar, obviously in different ways. But, I mean, we we interacted with students down there. We interacted with seminary students. We interacted with your regular lay people, with farmers, with mothers, with the Tanzanian physicians and nurses. It was, in that sense, very normal. It's like any other con- any other culture and country, but... You had mentioned that also, I think, earlier. The appreciation they showed for, like, that was pretty funny. So we were talking with the kids once, and obviously I understood nothing what the kids were saying. But they kept saying (laughs) a couple of random words. So I asked one of the guys what it meant. And they were saying, Mzungu Kicha, something like that. And it means, like, crazy white people. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're appreciative of the crazy white people coming over. We were offering our time and services and helping them. um, And it definitely showed. And that appreciation sometimes is missing when you have more materials in your life. And over there, I mean, they don't have that. So they, they certainly value their human connections, their familial connections also, and that was the more profound effect it had on me, recognizing what a wholesome place that was over there and what a wholesome culture, well, by and large, it was. That's fantastic. So you uh, did you feel a God's, uh, God's sense of being at work in what you were doing? Well, I, yeah, certainly. But I wouldn't say any more than it is in the rest of our lives because we always have good things going on around Absolutely. us or maybe even you know, bad things that we only realize in retrospect were meant for the better. So, I mean, of course we had a huge impact on these people's lives. And in addition to doing the medical stuff, um, there was a pastor also from Indiana who had come along, Pastor Armstrong. And then before we administered um, the medication or, you know, took their blood pressure, the pastor would give them a message. Hmm. And it was essentially along the lines of, we are here today bringing the medicine to make you better for tomorrow. But, um, we also have another medicine, you know, that will make you better forever. 
and then we shared mm. the message of Christ with them. Mm. And that, yeah, that certainly was uh, something really worthwhile. And, you know, you can't say God was not working in that moment. But, I mean, every time we go to church, you know, we are blessed here in America as well to hear the Word of God, or every time we interact with our friends or help another person out on the street. So, Oh, that's a, that's a great it, perspective. So you guys think a lot of college students would benefit from this. You think more people should do this, right? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't recommend the experience more than I already do if people ask me about it. I mean, realistically speaking, it's not a major burden on your life to spend a week somewhere else. I mean, it's not like we were slaving away all day. It was, it was more fun for us than more or less anything else we could have done with that time. So it's definitely worth doing it just for that reason. But the more, the less untangible, intangible things were also very valuable. Um, the relationships we built with the team members and then also the people that are honestly a lifetime away from us, I definitely felt as well as I couldn't recommend the experience enough. And I'd like to add something here. Another reason why I think in retrospect, we really enjoyed going was that it wasn't, like all of those other trips that you hear about people going abroad. So let's say to Peru to build a house or something. Mm -hmm. So one, one thing that the trip leaders, Sarah especially had mentioned was that the MMT trips don't go to the same place twice. Oh. Um, and the reason why is because lots of times when charity groups from wealthy nations get involved, the indigenous communities become dependent upon them for their help. And then they can't, help themselves out of their situation so then you know when these charity groups leave then the situation is even worse than it was before right. so sarah was very conscious about that we would come there we would give them medical treatment give them the word of god but then we would also serve to strengthen their churches so that they could have the community to rely on and also to teach them a bit more about personal hygiene and actually using the medical services that their government over there provided so that we hopefully have that long-term impact and not just, you know, go over there and make their lives better and then leave. Uh, this has got to cost a little bit of money. Um, how much did it cost, and um, was that hard coming up with the funds? Yeah, so it did cost a little bit. So the price was just under $3,000. But in part uh, for this expense was because we were also helping with the medical supplies and all the medication that had to be paid there. So it was kind of also your gift to the to the process. It's it's, it's yeah, a true exactly. servant event, is what it is. You're doing a service. Exactly. So, if if I had just done a trip by myself without going through the Lutheran Church, it probably would have been cheaper. But because of these medical costs, that's that explained that. But I mean, as far as raising the money, of course, you want to give yourself a little bit of a heads up to get some fundraising done. But as long as you put your mind to it, you're doing this for a good cause. So. You can get it done. And I know Aaron says that they do have grants and things every once in a while. There's there's ways to figure this out. Any opportunities uh, to share your experience? Yeah, definitely. So we were encouraged by the church then to hold the presentation for the congregation because I think we were honestly the first ones to go on the MMT trips from our congregation. So they were all curious to hear what it was like. Um, so we one Sunday afternoon, I mean, we went there and we had our nice PowerPoint presentation and everything, showed a bunch of pictures, some videos playing with the kids, whatever the people wanted to see. Um, but we introduced them to the program, and that was the first time a lot of them had heard about it. But they demonstrated great enthusiasm for it afterwards. I remember a couple of them came up 
thanking us also for being inspirations for going but i was like that's no big deal we had a lot of fun and really enjoyed it great it's, it's wonderful to hear your perspective i'm glad you had such a wonderful experience and uh time is up here however i do want to give a quick <coughs> shout out to aaron alter who serves as a director of lcms short-term mission teams you can go to lcms.org forward slash mercy teams and learn all about uh, this awesome experience and get a hold of her if you're maybe interested I know right now they they have they're looking for uh, additional team members uh, this summer, middle of July, going to the Congo, as well as uh, in early September. Might be tough for some college students uh, to go to the Togo, but um, anyways, God's blessings to you too. Thank you for uh, joining us here in the student union. Have a wonderful rest of Holy Week and Easter here, and uh, and God's blessings as you head into your senior year. Thank Thanks you, very Sam. much. Okay. Thanks for having us on. Let's roll. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Check out the archives of this program at kfu.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help. <laughs>